While all eyes are on Russia, we just learned from the United States Justice Department that five Chinese agents, spies really, have just been charged with trying to interfere with United States elections and with veterans and for stalking and harassing U.S. residents, maybe even citizens. We don't know. Here we can see this press release came over from the Department of Justice, March 16, 2022, for immediate release. They tell us five individuals charged with variously offensive, different offenses, stalking, harassing, spying, all on behalf of the PRC secret police, the People's Republic of China. And these people, they say, the defendants, all five of them, participated in transnational repression schemes to silence critics of the PRC. Anybody speaking out against communist China are being targeted from these individuals residing in the United States and abroad. They say they attempted to disrupt the campaign of a U.S. military veteran and candidate for U.S. Congress in Brooklyn who said that the PRC was not good. They also say that they went after a dissident artwork. This person lived over in Los Angeles. And so let's take a look at what's happening here, a little bit more details. We've got two different complaints that were unsealed. A lot of this was taking place under seal, of course, until the charges became announced. Uh, became, uh, well, filed, and then they could unseal them. One amended complaint was authorized today in federal court. Five defendants saying that various crimes related to efforts by the secret police, and we're going to learn more about them. The people charged, we've got Frank Liu, Matthew Zaburis, they were arrested yesterday. We've got Xu Jian Wang arrested this morning on Wednesday, but the other people are at large. So three of the five have been arrested of course, all five indicted, they know the names of the other two, but they may be on their way back to China right now. I mean, it's like a scene out of the Americans or something. You know, everybody's focused on Russia. Meanwhile, we're starting to see sort of a realignment on, you know, uh, that side of the world where there are a lot of new cozy relationships that are developing. And I think meanwhile, as the United States and the Western world is so focused in one particular area on one front, we're starting to see some uh, increased activity on other fronts, and the U.S. Justice Department made an arrest in one of these fronts. You see here, it says, according to court documents, all the defendants allegedly perpetrated transnational repression scheme. And not just any transnational, one targeting U.S. residents whose political views and actions were disfavored by the Communist Party. What types of actions? Well, if they advocate for democracy, well, they got to go. In one of the schemes, co-conspirators, they sought to interfere with federal elections. <gasps> Where is all the hysteria over this story? Are there going to be people screaming from the rooftops that there needs to be sanctions on China? I don't think so. I don't, I don't see that coming. By allegedly orchestrating a campaign to undermine the U.S. congressional candidacy of a U.S. military veteran who was a leader back in 1989 in a pro-democracy movement in Beijing. They wanted to stop him from getting elected. That's an interference. We see here, we have in another scheme, three defendants plan to destroy the artwork of another PRC national living in Los Angeles. They planted, or they wanted to plant surveillance equipment in the artist's workplace and his car to spy on him from the People's Republic of China. So they can just keep tabs on these people. Now let's learn about the agency that's behind it all. It's called the MSS, the Ministry of State Security. And I went to Wikipedia and learned a little bit more about them. This is more than an intelligence collection agency. This is according to the Justice Department. So we'll read this from the Justice Department, then we'll look at what Wikipedia has to say about this. So it says, this is more than just an intelligence collection agency. The DOJ says it executes 
the government's efforts to limit free speech and to attack dissidents and to preserve the power of the Communist Party. This is over from the FBI Counterintelligence Division. Somebody named Alan Kohler says when it it exports those actions overseas, violates U.S., becomes a national security threat. And these indictments, they say, is a warning to you, China. This should serve to you and to all foreign intelligence agencies that we're keeping our eyes on you. And this type of repression will not be tolerated within our borders. You think that they're going to heed that warning? We'll see. This is what the MSS looks like over from China. You can see formed uh, 1983, 38 years ago, probably a gigantic agency over there. Jurisdiction, the entire PRC. We've got Beijing. Employees classified, 56 billion yuan, looks like back in 2018. We've got a number of, they got a government website. So uh, they also, I read something interesting about them. Oh, I have that here in the slides. They say this is the Civilian Intelligence Security and Secret Police Agency of the PRC. So it kind of does everything. Responsible for counterintelligence, forward intelligence, and also political security. I think they give us an example of what this sort of resembles here in the United States. Its military counterpart is the IB of the Joint Staff. Described as one of the most secretive intelligence organizations in the world, headquartered in Beijing, with different branches throughout the rest of the country. It says that the network of state security bureaus should not be confused with other things. Oh, and this was interesting. They actually use the Chinese Communist Party emblem. They don't use the state of China emblem, right? So you can see this here from the Ministry of State Security. This is the, you know, the communist, right, hammer and sickle. And so they actually incorporate that right into their police force, right into their national agency. We're we're openly communists, and what we're enforcing and investigating is uh, right in line with the party. And I think people want that here in the United States and elsewhere around the world. Here we see a little bit more detail on sort of how this might be analogized to what we have in the United States. Ministry of State Security says that MSS functions as China Intelligence, Security, and Secret Police Agency. We got a document from the U.S. Department of Justice. They describe the agency as being like a combination of both the CIA and the FBI. So sort of a, a mixing of the two jurisdictions. Typically, when you think of the FBI, CIA, FBI, you think sort of domestic security, CIA, you think international security, uh, sort of one happening within our borders, the other happening outside of our borders. Here, they just lump it all into one because that's the beauty of authoritarian uh, dictatorships. Author Clive Hamilton described it being similar to something over there in Australia, saying, quote, with a lot more power and less subject to the constraints of the rule of law. So it just sounds like, I mean, something that just horrifies me, that just keeps me up at night thinking about a government bureaucracy with this type of power and control. I just wake up at 3 a.m. just like, what is this? So uh, absolutely horrendous. And uh, if certain people in this country got their way, they'd want that here like that tomorrow. Just ask the ladies on The View. You can see here, we can break down exactly what's going on per defendant. So we have this guy, his name is Kimming Ling. And so he is 59 years old. He's charged with conspiracy to commit interstate harassment, conspiracy attempt to use ID. And so let's learn more about him. Now, I couldn't find any photographs of these people, but Lynn, or that I could confirm, are actually these people. But Lynn works on behalf of the PRC's Ministry of State Security, because it actually works for one for that agency, for the CIA, FBI. He works there. He just got indicted, and I'm not sure if he got arrested, but... That's a Chinese spy, right? 100%. The MSS is a civilian intelligence and secret police. We're already familiar with that. Beginning back in September 2021, 
Oh, Lynn hired a private investigator called the PI to disrupt the campaign. A Chinese spy embedded in the United States, September 2021, hires a PI. We know that somebody called the victim is running for office. And this Chinese spy is telling this PI, we got to do something about this. So can you go over there and physically attack him? Hmm. Victim was the student leader of a pro-democracy demonstration back in 1989, back in Tiananmen Square, uh, says, who later escaped to the U.S., served in the U.S. military, and then became an actual naturalized U.S. citizen. So he is, in fact, a citizen. Targeting U.S. citizens, interfering with elections. In September 2020, I, I thought that was like the biggest sin or crime that could ever exist ever. I mean, if you heard CNN over the last you know, several years here, it says the victim in September, the victim living in Long Island announced his intention to run for a congressional seat, November 2022 election. Oh, that's coming up, boys and girls. Ooh, very interesting. So they're trying to get involved in this upcoming election. Well, hopefully we start to see some action from our elected officials there in Congress and they uh, you know, take some stern action on this, right? Well, let's see. In December, Lynn proposed that the PI also consider attacking the victim in a voicemail over to the PI. Lynn stated, he said, you can start thinking now, aside from violence, you know, like what other plans are there? Huh? But in the end, violence would be fine too, huh? Beat him, laughs. Beat him until he cannot run for election. Yeah, just, just beat him. <laughs> well, that's the last resort. You think about it. You know, a car accident, right? Like he's going to be completely wrecked, right? Like chuckles, right? Now, I don't know, and whatever. Uh, a lot of different angles here. It says, or on the day of the election, you know, what if he can't make it there himself, right? Like there's all sorts of ways that we can just take this guy out. Chinese spy taking out. Did you hear this guy's resume? 1989, Tiananmen Square, pro-democracy demonstration, served in the U.S. military, became a naturalized citizen. And he's running for, for Congress. I mean, hopefully he wins. <laughs> I don't even know what his politics are. The Chinese want to take him out. So he probably should get elected. So support whoever that person is. Hopefully he identifies himself. Here we see this carries on. We know that if he's convicted 10 years in prison, for allegedly joking about executing somebody, you know, <laughs> I guess. Is that the only charge he's going to get? I don't know what the evidence shows, but we'll see where that one goes. We see here, we've got another defendant, Shujan Wang, 73 years old. Queens, New York, he's charged with acting as an agent of the PRC government. Criminal use of means of identification and making materially false statement in, in connection with the transnational repression scheme orchestrated by the Chinese spy agency. As alleged, Wang is a former visiting scholar and he's an author who helped start a pro-democracy organization in Queens that memorializes two former leaders of the Chinese Communist Party who promoted political and economic reforms and were eventually forced from power. Since at least 2015, however, Wang has secretly operated at the direction and control of the several MSS officers. This is a scene out of a Netflix series. This guy has been embedded, pro-democracy organization, supporting efforts in Queens, memorializing former leaders who promoted economic and political reforms and then were eventually booted from power. So he's, you kind of think he's a reform guy, a pro-reform guy. No, 
he's under control of the Chinese MSS. At the direction of the MSS, Wang used his position and status within the Chinese diaspora community to collect information about the prominent activists, dissident, and human rights leaders to report back to the Chinese. Everybody trusts this guy. They say, you're, you're somebody with a record here of being a pro-reform person. You're, you're behind all these movements. And he's saying, I know. Thank you, I know. And by the way, what are you working on that's interesting to you right now? Tell me about it. Hmm, that is interesting. Where do I learn more? And sends that right back over to the Chinese. While ostensibly leading a sympathetic ear, lending a sympathetic ear, Wang reported on statements they made in confidence to him, including their views on democracy in the PRC, planned speeches, writings, demonstrations against the Chinese Communist Party. The victims of Wang's efforts included individuals and groups located in New York, elsewhere that the PRC says are subversives, places like Hong Kong, Taiwan, places like Uyghur, where there are Tibetan activists and Uyghur activists, both in the U.S. and abroad. Wang sent email, quote, diaries to the Chinese MSS, contained details of his conversations with the prominent dissidents, the activities of pro-democracy activists, and relevant phone numbers and other contact information on the targets of the PRC government. And it's just getting started. Here, for example, we have in a series of communications, Wang's handler instructed him, why don't you go and meet one of these pro-democracy events? Go over there and uh, why don't you accomplish this task, huh? That's assigned by the boss. The MSS handler emphasized that the attendee had contacts with Tibetans, Uyghurs, and the Mongolians. Then on November 16th, 2016, Wang informed another MSS handler that he had, quote, just finished chatting with a prominent human rights activist, and he had asked the necessary questions and received the candid answers. MSS officer said, great, thumbs up emoji, said, uh, why don't you record that information there in your diary there, Wang? Thumbs up. Thank you for continuing to undermine American national security. We appreciate that. The complaint also alleges during an interview in Queens, Wang lied to federal law enforcement, saying falsely denying that he had any contact with PRC or the MSS, when in fact he did. Wang later admitted much of his criminal conduct to an undercover member of law enforcement and during a subsequent interview with agents. So once he got busted, this guy just spilled everything. And he feels like he's very, very malleable. Okay, somebody who just got absolutely taken over by the Chinese. Soon as he's busted, he just crumbles and just starts spilling the beans on everything. Admitted everything, subsequent interview, right? So somebody who's very malleable and uh, the Chinese took full advantage of that. Wang was arrested in New York, scheduled to make an initial appearance in front of Judge James Cho. If convicted, Wang faces a maximum penalty, 20 years in prison. So he's in custody, but we have a couple of those other people who I think fled. Here we can see we've got Fan Lu and Kyang Sun, uh, go by Frank and Jason. Lu is 62 and Zaburis is 49. Oh, we've got three people here, Matthew Zaburis as well. We've got uh, Oyster Bay, New York, charged with conspiring to act as agents of the PRC. 
charged with conspiring to commit interstate harassment uh, using means of identification. And here we have attempts and a conspiracy to bribe a federal official in connection with their scheme. What did they want? They wanted the tax returns of a pro-democracy activist who is living in the United States. So these three guys, they want tax returns. They're going after pro-democracy activists living here. They then want to basically become little spies for the Chinese communists. The defendants electronically also allegedly, they say, spied on pro-democracy activists. For example, posing as an art dealer interested in in purchasing the artwork, but then installing cameras and GPS on the car and at his workplace. While in the People's Republic of China, Sun goes back to China, he's watching the live video feed and the location data from these devices, going in in, embedding cameras. Better check everything here. So, and then going back to China and then watching all this stuff, the defendants made similar plans to install surveillance equipment and residences on the vehicles of other dissidents. They wanted access to those residences by posing as a member of an international sports committee entire scheme. So they say these individuals, if they're convicted, five years in prison, 15 years in prison for the ID charges. We've got five years for bribing a Fed and a federal district court, as they say, are going to determine what the actual sentencings are. So we'll see. We'll continue to follow this one along. My goodness, it feels like literally a scene out of the Americans, right? Where you sort of have these people who are embedded in the United States for decades, almost their entire lifetime. And then they just flipped and they take all that goodwill that they've generated throughout their entire lifetimes and just funnel it right back over to the Chinese. And look, we've seen a a lot of activity from our elected officials and from leaders around the world as it relates to Russia. A lot of backbone there in terms of sanctions and in terms of uh, at least the language being used by many people. But for some reason, a lot of that same language is not used when it's applied to a different country that is involved in, in in my humble opinion, very much the same type of activity at some, in some instances, at a much more serious scale with much more potential catastrophic consequences. Meanwhile, our politicians are, you know, waving the Ukrainian flag screaming that this is the only thing that matters in the world. When, of course, I think that it does matter, it is important, but the United States has other direct threats. You can see them in the indictments that are now being released, thankfully, by the United States Justice Department. And so let me hear what you have to say about this down in the comments section below. I think that we're going to see these indictments move forward But do you think it's limited here? Are more people going to be indicted? Do you think these people start talking? There's still two people who are apparently on the run. Are they even going to be arrested or are they already back in China? What do you think? Let me know. And I hope to see you on the next one. I'd really appreciate it if you subscribed wherever it is you're watching this. Shared this video with a friend or family member so that they knew about what was going on out here because it's kind of nonsense and crazy. So I appreciate you spending the time with me and I look forward to seeing you on the next one.